And today is the last Sunday in the month of February, right? All right, we're going to be concluding on the topic strong and not weak. Strong and not weak. It's our month of providing solutions. Weak people cannot provide solutions. You got to be strong. You have to maintain your strength. And we know that by prophetic uh, utterance of God in Zechariah and in the book of Joel, we see that the church of Jesus Christ is a triumphant church. Is a church of strength. And when we talk about church, we're not talking about building. We're talking about you. So every prophecy about the church is a prophecy for you. And then the Bible says, in that Zechariah chapter 12, verse 8, it says, Then that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them, and that they shall be as David. You can imagine, they said, the feeble among us shall be like David. <laughs> it means there's no room for weaklings among us. There's no room for the feeble among us. We are men of strength by design and by programming. And by endowment, by what God has imputed in us, by what God has placed in us. Because the Bible says we are one spirit with the Lord. In other words, whatever it is that God has, we have it in our spirit, man. And that's why you need to understand that we are spirit being. We are not a body. Yes, the body is very important for you to be able to operate here on earth. But we are not a body. We are a spirit. The Bible says, let us create man in our own image. And the Bible says, God is a spirit. And it does worship him, must worship him in his spirit. And the Bible also says that he's the father of spirits. So we see that we are a spirit. And that's why the body was never made to control us. The body was never made to control us. The body is just a vehicle to operate here on earth. Can a vehicle drive himself, except for this self-driven vehicle, you know, now they are doing it. And then the self-driven, it's a software that is driving it. Are you with me? That software is a spirit. It can be likened to the spirit. And the ones that don't have the software to drive, that needs a human being to drive it, the human being inside that vehicle is like the spirit man. So without the software, without the human being inside the car, would the car move? It will not move. The car is not going to move. And we see it when people die, and the spirit and the soul gets out of the, out of the person. Does the, can the body move? So you can see that, that God didn't design the body to be in charge. God didn't design the body to be in control. When God formed man and then formed the body, the body stayed there with nothing until the breath of God that contains the spirit and the soul came on man. That was when man could move. So the spirit man is the one in charge. The spirit man walking with the soul is the one in charge. And it's very important you understand that. So if you see yourself doing anything, it's as a result of the workings of your spirit 
and your soul. Remember, we talked about the, the principle, the concept of spirit, soul, and body, and then where the heart fits in. You remember? You need to go listen to that again so that you understand the workings of the spirit and soul. And that's what makes you do whatever you do. If there's no perfect walking between the spirit and the soul, there is nothing anybody can do. You just find yourself, keep doing the same thing. You want to stop doing certain things, you discover you cannot. Until you begin to overwhelm. And then cause your spirit and your soul to walk in harmony. You will discover that it becomes impossible to actually change the way you do things in life. And this morning, some of the things that will help us, that will strengthen us, will cause our spirit and our soul to walk in harmony and then come out and do God's will is what we are going to be looking at. That's what it means to walk in strength. That's what it means to continue to renew and increase your strength in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then we saw from Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 that there's that need for us to renew our strength, to continue to increase in strength. So we're going to look at some keys, uh, some keys that will help us to continue to renew our strength and then increase in strength every day of our lives. We are going to quickly look at five things. And so get ready to move with the speed of light. Okay, with the speed of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So from Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verse 31, the Bible reveals a secret was about how we can renew our strength. He said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So what is the key word? The action word there is what? To wait. To wait upon the Lord. He said, when you wait upon the Lord, something is going to happen. What is it? You will do what? Renew your strength. What is it that a man... Created in the image of God, that is one with God, will ever seem to experience a depletion in strength. Why? Because number one, he has a house. A house that is subject to this fallen word. And that house is what? The body. The house is the body. And then if that body is allowed to, to take charge, just like I said, it's like, the vehicle. And you need the vehicle to move around. Right? Yes, so you can imagine if the vehicle is not working well. <laughs> the vehicle, you, you, you move the car like this and the vehicle, you move it like this and then the vehicle move like this. Have you seen, have you seen where you move a car like this and the car refused to move this way? Amen? Only one person has seen that. But you know it's possible. That you tell the car move like this, and then it's moving differently. There's the way balancing, uh -huh. but in, in in an accident, 
you try, you are moving like this, and then you are like, what's wrong with this car? Why is this car not listening to me? You know. And there are times you start the car and say, oh, yeah, you press on the accelerator. And they say, move. For where? The car just is not moving. And then what do you do? You call the mechanic. Come and look at it, check it out. And say, ah, this thing is belong. You service it to. There's a problem with this. We need to do this one. We need to do this one. And then, so we need to renew the strength of the car. That's what he's telling you. So that the car can perform well. So because of this falling word, as long as we're in this falling word, there's a need for us to connect to that world that is not falling. To connect to that realm that is not falling. Which is the realm of God. And that's the place where we renew our strength and then increase our strength. So he said, and this is how we do it. He said, we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. So what does it mean to wait upon the Lord? To wait means to minister. To wait means to minister. To wait means to minister. To wait also entails listening. Listening for instruction. And then watching out for signals. Now for us to be able to understand this concept of waiting. Then we must understand the way waiter works. In a five-star hotel. If you have been to a five-star hotel and then maybe four-star hotel. Or restaurant. Restaurant, really. If you have been to a four-star, five-star. And I think some three-stars have waiters. Restaurant. Then you meet waiters. The moment you come in, a waiter is automatically assigned to you. A waiter will lead you to your table. They don't even know how much you want to spend first. Because you even entered first. There's a waiter assigned to you already. And then the waiter waits on you. And then the waiter will come. And then give you the money. And then you look, 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 look. And most of the time, you don't really say, waiter, come. No, why? Because the waiter is looking at you. Not some of this waiter you see in, uh, at, uh, what's his name? Ikeja shopping mall. You understand? Those ones that you'll be looking for. You they are waiting. They are waiting on several people. No, 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 no. The concept of a waiter. The concept of a waiter. That's why in a five-star restaurant, a waiter waits on the table. He does not, he's not distracted at all. That's why you're entering there already. You have been charged. You have been charged already. That's why even if it is only Coke that you want to buy, you will know that that Coke, you will pay for that waiting. Amen. 
By the time you buy the coke, you yourself will know. And that's why some people say, well, well I've never been to a five-star I mean, you go there. Just go there. Go buy coke. But make sure you have at least you know, 10,000, you know, on you. Hallelujah. You too, you experience five-star. I said, like, but don't go and try and buy food with you go there with 10,000. Yeah, they will hold you down there. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you can experience it if you want to experience it. Go there with 10,000. Just buy. You can buy drink and then just coke and all of that. And then you pay for the waiting. And then you like, <laughs> Lord God. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> So, but, but, but the way the concept of waiter works is that a waiter will wait on a table. And he's not distracted, he's looking at the table. So, in a five-star restaurant, you don't need to talk. You just do like this, the waiter comes. And then you point, this, 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 this. And then he writes down, writes it down, writes it down. If he doesn't understand certain things, he will ask question. And then there's a conversation taking place. So you can see in the concept of a waiter, a, a few things happen. The waiter is not distracted. The waiter is waiting on the table trying to listen for instructions and then trying to see signals. Signals. Come. Without saying a word. Come. And then the waiter is ready for conversation. The waiter is ready to ask questions if he doesn't understand what you want. And then the waiter is ready for instructions to hear what you want to say. And that's, you must understand the concept of waiting upon the Lord from this angle of a waiter. Because that's exactly what God is saying here. That you must be a waiter. On God. So they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And that's how you wait upon God. It is not just that you pray. Mm -mm. You must wait like a waiter. And a waiter is not in a hurry. If I start, you are not. If those people stay there for two hours, the waiter is there. He's there. So, one of the principles of a waiter is that you are not in a hurry before the Lord. And that's why it's important once a week, find out one day a week, operate this concept in your life, the concept of waiting. I just say today, I'm not just going to be in a hurry. It's not just quiet time. No, it's the day I'm going to be waiting on the Lord. I want to minister to the Lord. And so you begin by ministering to the Lord. In worship, in praises, in honoring the Lord. And then you sit down there and then wait for instructions. And then you can ask questions. But one key thing about waiting is that you're not in a hurry. You're not in a hurry. You cannot exercise the principle of waiting when you're in a hurry. 
And that's why it's good. You can make it just once a day. I mean, sorry, once a week to wait upon the Lord. Exercise this. When you do that, the Bible says you do what? You renew your strength. And then at some point during the year, you can do an extended waiting, which some of, some of us call retreat, personal retreats and all of that. So you go and just, and just stay there. One key thing about waiting is that no distraction. At that point in time when the weather is waiting upon you in a five-star restaurant, the MD cannot call him. Not this one, so not those ones in Kajamo. Uh, ShopRite, City Mall. Those ones, you are not even the only one calling. This one is calling, this one is calling. And they say, you are calling the person, say, I'm coming. Is that one? That, no, 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 that's not. And that's how Christians wait upon the Lord. That's how some Christians wait upon the Lord. And God is back on and say, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I need to quickly attend to this one, attend to this one, attend to this one. No, that's not, that's not the principle. That's not how to wait. Hallelujah. I said, glory to God. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, he said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. That's the principle of waiting. Number two, we're talking about strength. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says, 32b, he said, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. So number two way of renewing your strength and increasing your strength is knowing God. Having an experiential knowledge of God. And then these include the actual knowledge, the content, having understanding the concepts and the principles of God. And then having content, 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 content in your brain. The content must go through your brain first. And then it must settle in your mind, settle in your heart. You ask a Christian, what, what, what is a man? He doesn't know. You ask a Christian, what is faith? He doesn't know. And you say, you want to know God? He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It starts with knowledge. Understanding spiritual concepts. The way the world works, the way things work, as explained by the word of God. You must be a man of the word. And a man of revelation. And that's why I say you go for two things when you are, when, 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 when you are interacting with God's word, revelation, that's light, and then the content, understand it. When you are reading chemistry, you are reading to understand chemistry. But when you are reading God's word, you just read. You must understand content, the content, understand it. That's very important. First John chapter 2 verse 14 says, I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. Because you are strong. He said, as you interact with that which I have written with you. Then he places you 
It puts you in the position of strength. It says you are strong and the word of God abides in you. So one of the ways you can know whether a man is a man of strength is determined by how much of the word of God that abides in the man. The abiding of the word of God gives you depths. The accountants of the Holy Spirit gives you width. He said, and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. That's a man of strength. A man of strength is a man that overcomes the wicked one any day, any time. He said, winning is our destiny. Now, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. John chapter 15 verse 7 he says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So the word of God must abide in you. So to know God is to know the word. To know God is to know the revelation that comes by the word of God. To know God you must be a man of the word. And as a man of the word, a man of the Bible. A man of the Bible. They can't be telling some stories in the Bible and you're like, where are they? Where is the story coming from? Is it from history? And then they say it's in, God, in the word of God. Say, hey, that one is there. Hey, hey. What do you mean? You won't be a student of the Bible. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible says. Tell your neighbor, you must be a student of the Bible. You study like you are doing a, 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 a what they call this thing of Cambridge. When you are studying the Bible, you must study as if you are, you are going to do Cambridge. There is, there is the student part of the word of God. Where you become a student of the word. The word disciple, say make disciples of all nations. The first, the first foundational word for discipleship is student. Then apprenticeship. So to be a disciple is to be a student. First, a student of theories. You must understand it. Then the apprenticeship side is a student of practical. And that's why somebody that cannot read or write is really at disadvantage when it comes to the things of God. Because he said, he said, I will stand upon my watch and see what the Lord will say unto me. And what I shall write. When I'm commanded. That means God expects you to be able to write. Hallelujah. And it's not too late to write. 
It's not. Because, because when God begins to encounter you, you have to write. You must write. And then because it's a personal encounter with God, <laughs> you cannot begin to say, okay, uh, let me guess somebody will be my writer. What kind, what kind of fellowship are you having with God and then there's a third party there? No. This man of God, apostle of faith, um, Smith Wigglesworth, didn't know how to read or write. And then he got born again. And then the wife taught him how to read and write. The spirit of the Lord began to help him. He didn't go to school. And then in no time, he picked it up. And then he became an apostle of faith. Why? Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. Your brain becomes charged up with the power of God. Hallelujah. So the choice is in your hands. If you are 70, you can still write if you want to write. Amen. Because that's what the Bible says. <laughs> Glory to God. So you must know God through his word and then through personal encounters by the Holy Spirit. That's what we're saying. Number three, we're looking at the things that causes us to walk in strength, that causes us to increase in strength. Why? Because we are strong people. We are not weaklings. Number three, a joyful and praiseful lifestyle. A joyful and praiseful lifestyle. A joyful and praiseful lifestyle. Thank you, Lord. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. He said, then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy Unto our Lord. You can declare any day holy. How? He said, Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Every day you choose to walk in joy is a holy day. You have made it a holy day. You have made it a special day. And it's a day of joy. Hallelujah. Do not allow anyone to distract you in this service. I understand. It's just that I can't give you permission to to, you know, give the person a dirty slap. Because we're in the house of God. But some people are very indisciplined. This kind of word is coming and then, and then you are distracting your neighbor. You don't do that. Where are you coming from? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You must be able your body. Well, I just told you now that your body should never be in charge. It was not made to be in charge. Your man wants to talk. Go, 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 go. I'm the one talking. I'm not the one talking. When I wanted to talk, I would say amen. Then you say amen. Apart from when, apart from that, you don't talk. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If two people are talking and talking and talking, will you hear yourself? No. 
So when I'm preaching, you don't talk. When I want you to talk, you will say amen to it. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Uh-huh, that's it. Glory to God. Uh-huh. So you know it when I want you to talk. <laughs> and I, I said that in love. Amen. Glory to God. But times it's good that we just, you know, tell our truth. I mean, tell ourselves the truth in love. So you must be a man of joy if you're going to walk in strength. Every time you, you walk in sorrow, you are walking in weakness. You're walking in weakness. You want to walk in strength, then you must be a man of joy. Glory to God. And number four. Number four. You must put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. How? By consciously putting on and wearing your spiritual armor. You must be conscious of your spiritual armor. Why? Because you know you are a spirit being. You are not a natural being. You are created in the image of God. God is a spirit. So you must be a man of the inward life, of the inner life. You are so sensitive and conscious of your inner life and then conscious of what you put on. In your spirit being, in your spirit life, you are conscious of it. And let, let's see what the Bible says to put on. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, start reading from verse 10. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So these are the things that make you strong and then makes you strong in the Lord and then in the power of his might. You can be strong in the Lord and yet not strong in the power of his might. The Bible says that you've got to be strong in the Lord and then be strong in the power of his might. Those two combine together. And then it tells us how. He said, one, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wires of the devil. And then went on and said, for we rest not against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And then he went on to tell us what to, what to do. He said, we have to take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. And then he says, having your loins, guard about with truth. Truth. Truth must prevail in your life. The truth of the word of God. What is it that God says? What is it that is the truth? You must be able to know the truth from the facts. The facts are the natural things that are, so to speak, true, but they are not the truth. So you don't go with the facts of the natural. You go with the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word is what God says about you. The truth of God's word is what the word of God says you are. You stand and align with God. When you are standing and align with the truth, with what God says about you, you're putting on the, I mean, the, the, the loins of truth. And then the breastplate of righteousness. You must never forget that you have been made righteous in God. And then the, you, you, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, the gospel that you preach is the gospel of peace. 
you must be intentional about presenting the gospel of peace unto people. Tell them about the ministry of reconciliation that see Jesus Christ has done it already. Anyhow, any way you want to do it, you want to say it. If it means by you just giving out a tract or by inviting them to church to come and hear the gospel of the truth, you are doing that. And then he says, and above all, taking the shield of faith, where we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We've been talking about the word of God, right? And then verse 18 says, praying with all prayers and supplication in the spirit and watching their own do with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And that is going to lead us to the last point, which is praying in tongues. Point number five. Praying in tongues. He says, praying always with all kinds of prayers and supplication Watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Chapter 14 verse 4. He said, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edified himself, built himself up. So you can see that when you are praying in tongues, something is happening to you. You are building yourself up. You are charging yourself up. You are making yourself strong in the spirit. That's what the Bible says. So you are praying in tongues. The more you pray in tongues, the more you are charging up yourself. Charging up yourself. Building up yourself. Making yourself stronger and stronger. I say building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So if you are going to be a man of strength, you must be a man of prayer in tongues. You pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. You discover you pray in tongues, you won't have time for some things. You don't pray in tongues, you have time for many things. Hallelujah. Praying in tongues brings refreshing. It refreshes you, brings you into a rest, a place of rest. A place where there's no worry. The Bible says in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 21, here, Apostle Paul was quoting from the book of Isaiah. He said, in the law, it is written, quoting Isaiah, with men of other tongues and other leaves, will I speak unto the people, and yet for all that will they not hear me, share the Lord. Look at it, Isaiah 28 verse 12. He said to whom he said, this is the rest. Wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they will not hear. But now we are hearing. Amen. Amen. That generation wouldn't hear, but we are hearing. So you want to enjoy rest. You want to enjoy refreshing. Be a man that speaks in tongues. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not on the man, but on the God. And how be it in the spirit? He speaketh what? mysteries. Hallelujah. Speak at mysteries. Hallelujah. This morning I want you to charge yourself up in tongues. In the next uh, few minutes we're going to pray in tongues. Charge yourself up and then cause some strength to be released. Stand to your feet this morning and then begin to charge yourself up. Igla, ikotobarienda. Minde henda katozo mani henda raba. 
Brenehenda, Plegodoba Sketeri Baba, Zone Katabarida, Mendro Hogadida, Bali Shatagaraba, Riketekeda Baba. You see, as you pray in tongues right now, some things, some 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 issues will be will be resolved, some weakness will, be, will, will, will get out of you, out of your body. Blenehenda Kando Robagadia, Zenehendo Katakapayeda, Miketendo, Brenehanda, Pleketerebo Shata. Brekedia, Miketera Baba Baba Baba, Zendeketa Kapande, Zopreketia, Remanigaraba Diaskada, Mikete, Roba Baba Baba, Zonehenda, Mikete Katakaplindia, Zuprekete, Zakatia, Zokete Ketikaparia, Ibrenegalabarabaskende, Roskadabanisata, Ibrenegalosata, Mengrede, Mengrede Garabosate, Zomanigareaba. Mengledesta, Mandraga de Mamamamu, Somenegedebo, Sopregedesta, Manga, Barus and Ariaba, Liketekete, Rekedebo, Soprende, Sobrende, Sombrende Gelebosata, Glenemanamamamamamam, Zembrende Gedebo, Soprendia, Soprendia, Sombrene, Reketebo, Somenegalea, Reketebo Boscada, Mendra da da da. Rekata <laughs> Thank you, Thank you, In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now every pain in your body disappears right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That pain in your body is illegal. It's illegal. So I command it go now. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just check it. Check it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I declare as you go forward, this week you go forward in the power of the Holy Ghost. The hand of God is upon you. Amen. You excel in all things. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The lines are falling onto you in pleasant places. Amen. Yeah, you have a goodly heritage. Amen. In Jesus' precious name. 
we have prayer. Amen. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Please remember, see that. Amen. 